the button wrong <laughs> no i did press the button i just realized that i wasn't looking at the time for a second oh right so when i saw you hit the space bar i was just like she was about eight seconds late on that <laughs> is she gonna tell me about <laughs> no i pressed it at the right time i just didn't forget i just forgot about the 10 second thing right shall i start now <laughs> uh right go on clap again hello and welcome. What? When I clapped, I dropped your book. Oh, hell. Don't let it throw you. Don't let it throw you. <laughs> You've got it. You've got it. Hello, and welcome to Discuss. Don't do it like that. Documentaries. Why? No, I'm joking. Start again. So I, was to, <laughs> I, 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 I was literally just trying to make you laugh. That's all. <laughs> Bastard. Right. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Discussing Documentaries. I'm Tink Sterling, and this is Rick Wharton. You got it. You nailed it. Brilliant. Are you not going to say hello? I rarely do. Um, oh, rude. It's up there with the aloof persona that I'm trying to um, not be successful with, <laughs> which I found out greatly this weekend. But tell us, we're up to uh, what, what part of Billy Milligan are we up to this week? So the documentary is called Monsters Inside, the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan, actually, Rick. And it's episode three. Sorry, I don't know why I'm annoyed at you again. <laughs> it's because you're reading out loud. Just talk. You're fine. No, I'm just reading it just to make sure that people can find the right thing. <laughs> it says it on the fucking episode. Um. <laughs> so this week, uh, we're doing episode three of uh, Monsters Inside the 24 Personalities of Billy Milligan. I'm enjoying this. Are you enjoying it so far? If I'm honest, I'm starting to get bored now. But yeah. obviously I've watched it before, and now I've got to make notes, took the joy out of it. Ah, uh, yeah, this is this is the thing I think we've got to work on. I, I'm, I've just made like one word notes and then just intend to mention them and hope that, you know, <laughs> something something podcast <laughs> is my plan good thinking but no i am enjoying it it's um it's crackers mind isn't it it's fucking crackers even from the opening scene it kind of keeps us with it a little bit because the opening scene it's them talking to billy and billy's like on the news and uh he says uh yeah i, I had no idea i just woke up and three years had passed and i just i just have this idea of if that happened to me it'd be like uh, uh. And then someone comes to me and goes, did you know England got to the final of the Euros? I went, really? Yeah. And you attack three women. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Did we go out on penalties? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) I'm aghast. I think it's the position I am on the computer, then. That's fair enough. I'm just looking down in disdain at your joke. 
you are not though. What 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 company's reputation are you hoping to protect by not laughing at that? That was very funny. <laughs> I, I I even did the act out of a yawn, which I'm uncomfortable with and probably won't make the edit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all from the point of he's been... The verdict was not guilty. And he's been moved to a minimum security facility. Yeah, no security or very little security, I should say. And it shows you Dr. David Cowell, who's a specialist, who is very clear to say it's mainly just a guess. He says that a lot. It's you, you hope to guess right, but it's all just a guess. But then, is he a specialist, though, Rick? Well, that that's another thing because then in a second it goes. Uh, do you know he wasn't really a doctor, and he had to have a real doctor watch him via a video conference. Huh? Which, in fairness, in 1985 he created Skype and didn't get any credit. <laughs> he was the first Betty Zoomer. <laughs> you know, one of my favourite bits when it starts is George, the um, technician who worked in the low security um, like hospital that you, that Billy was sent to. That a bald guy with glasses? Uh, no, he's, he sat... Oh, I'm not sure what the spooky place is. He sat spooky old bathroom, maybe? Okay. He crops up quite a bit, so he worked there. And he's like, says that we were like, oh, we were really proud to take him. Yeah, I know who you mean now, yeah. Um, And me and Stuart were like, proud? that he was like, oh, yes, to have somebody with such an exotic condition. But <laughs> he's a fucking rapist, not a tropical fish, son. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, exotic's a funny word. I, I, I guess um, there's very few talking points in those jobs. Uh-huh. And they go, all right, well, we've got Billy Milligan now, so... I, think there's I, mean? a, I reckon there's probably a lot of bloody talking points. They seem to be doing a lot of bitching there. Oh, yeah. They they do seem to bitch a lot. It's it's when they go... Uh, when you go... When you hear, A, Dr. Carl's not a doctor. Nah. And then B... And then we got him into art therapy. Is that because he likes painting? It is, yeah. He really likes painting, so we just let him paint all day. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sell the fucking paintings. <laughs> He also showed Billy the tapes that he had taped. Oh, so Billy rewatched himself. Yeah. Being yeah, that's how you get better. Do you know how they're saying like um, basically people don't discover multiple personalities as often as when they're not in hypnosis? So it's kind of like for like uh, what's it like an implanted memory? Or... Yeah. So to rewatch that back would reinforce that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's when the orderly's going, well, if Billy didn't get his own way, he got very angry pretty quickly. And it's just like, he shouldn't be in there. He should be in a real fucking prison at this point. Yeah. This, that's all I'm fucking thinking. Well, I mean, pretty quickly it's saying that he's up no good and all, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's having sex with other patients. And then there's the moral obligation of... he's Because he's allowed off campus as well. So yeah. he's allowed to come and go. And he sold his paintings and bought like a flash car, which he's got access to. Yeah. And then he's buying drink and drugs, bringing it into the hotel, pumping people. The the bandy around the word rape, but I I, I don't know if that's about the consent thing because they're in a hospital and for mental illness, so they can't effectively consent or what. But they brush that under the carpet pretty quickly. 
Yeah, yeah. I think they realised it was their job to stop that. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he did that. Well, well, he was also a great painter. Let's 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 let's, let's remember const- that. He could do a tree with his left hand. It, 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 <laughs> hand to Christ, it looked like a conifer. <laughs> and then, then we meet David Daniel Keys, who is, um, and I think this is what it all becomes about during this because they kind of swarm in. Who comes in and makes a book deal with him? And then we're fella. A fella old man old what's his knob what's he called dr cowell who is not even a trained psychologist or psychiatrist or doctor is uh well he must be a doctor of some sort anyway he's letting him come into the appointments for billy when he's yeah. being hypnotized and stuff because they're saying he's enjoying the celebrity of it you know what i mean so billy gets all preferential treatment they're all talking about the book. They set up the book, and then Billy's under the impression that when the book is sold, it'll, there'll be an even split 25 ways. Oh. <laughs> that took us ages. I was... <laughs> it, it won't in the edit. <laughs> God, I'm shite cracked the day. Nah, you're fine. What have you been up to? Let's find out about Tiggs this week. Well, I've had another bother with me at 52. <laughs> <laughs> so I think last time I spoke to you, I'd managed to get through on the phone and cancel. The yeah, he was really nice, and then they did the trust pilot thing. Is that right? Oh, aye, and that pissed us right off, right? So I didn't do it. And then... I got an email today of, of a lass from the place saying, because I had emailed before I'd rang and they didn't respond within like over a week. So I rang them again for the millionth time. And then she was from this email, which is from ages ago. And she was like, oh, um, I can see that my colleague has cancelled your wine subscription, but your beer subscription's still live. <sighs> Oh, and I no, think I didn't. was going to give him a good review for his customer service. So I'm livid about that. I mean, that's why I'm in such a bad mood today. I had a cry yesterday about skirting boards, but I'm starting to think maybe it wasn't really about skirting boards. <laughs> 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 It's the self-awareness I enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else? Um, I'll tell you something that's tickled us today. It really did tickle us. So I've got loads of work to do ongoing in my house. Oh, I ordered a carpet at the weekend. Nice. It's exciting for me. First carpet I've ever ever bought. Um, But then before they come and get fitted, I need to fit all me. Skirting boards. <laughs> right. right. Okay, it's all piecing together. And then before it comes as well, I need to strip because I need to strip the paint off the staircase and so I can repaint it and all that. So a very important information I've given you here. So I was talking to um one of the guys I work with today and he was saying he's just been stripping some wood, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's on about stripping wood, and then he's... Moonlighting, getting fired. <laughs> Not in his own house. 
Um, and then he was saying, oh, I used this um, night remorse. And I was like, okay. night remorse? And he's like, and I started laughing. He's like, why are you laughing? I was like, night remorse? And he's like, yeah. And I thought, and anyway, I finished with conversation. I thought he's taking the piss out of me because he's on about stripping and night remorse. So then I had a Google. <laughs> I wrote into Google. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I wrote into Google, night remorse, stripping, and got some very shady, <laughs> very, very shady results. But it turns out <laughs> it's called nitromorse. So like N-I-T-R-O morse, nitromorse. Not night remorse. <laughs> so it's not about remorse. <laughs> that really got us. And I really thought he was taking the piss out of us. I really like the idea. Um, I've, okay, this is going to be a bit of a walk around the houses to get to this premise. Okay. So in Eastern Europe... Mm-hmm. Which, if you ever talk to someone from a place like Croatia, they they say they don't actually call themselves that because <laughs> it's it's a very anglicised thing where uh, it's east of us, mm-hmm. so <laughs> whereas they're actually Central Europe. But um, one of the leading kind of waves of far right Nazism is through gyms and the health style. So they'll have like MMA MMA gyms. They'll get you in there. As a young and you'll bond with these people, but slowly but surely it's converting you into the political ideology of um, neo-Nazism. Right. So that's the kind of wave of the future. I like the idea of this is the flip side of that, which is it's getting joiners into therapy. So what it's doing is it's night remorse. So you strip wood, but, you know, you deal with your past. <laughs> <laughs> you strip wood while stripping your soul back. Yeah, you, you peel back the layers and realise that you're not to blame, it's okay. <laughs> to be able to build back up the layers, first you have to peel them off. <laughs> first, before you can put the carpet down, you got to fix them fucking skirting boards <laughs> in your mind. <laughs> before you can lay the carpet, you've got to work out how to get the fucking skirting board around the bastard pipes. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a mate stay here... Two weeks ago? <clears throat> yes. So we cleaned the whole room, like the room too. Um, you did? I did. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, because, you, because you've seen what it's like when you come around, man. We have to pretend there isn't an upstairs until it's clean enough. And it's now after nine months been clean enough. But since it's clean, we now refuse to go into that room in case we ever mess it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like a sanctuary spot now. It's like got bonsai trees everywhere. <laughs> That's what this room used to look like. Not anymore. I feel like this room is a representation of the inside of my mind. It's not clean, but it's got all the products there that could make it clean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm having an existential crisis while we're having a chat. I think it's the all... joinery thing really hit me hard. <laughs> But I feel like that's the kind of service that I could provide for people. You learn about your feelings and woodwork. 
Oh, I forgot you did the woodwork thing. Yeah, try and join her, mate. So it must really frustrate you, you can't fix those skirting boards. <laughs> you know what it is? Uh... It, it's you know, just... I've heard that phrase in that sigh, in that tone of voice, in that accent so many times in my life, and it's never been positive afterwards. It's just the race against time to get it done, and I think... Oh, seriously, you've ordered the carpets. Yeah. And now now it's got to be done by then. And also, it's the level, a little bit of self-doubt, because I'd love to think, oh, yeah get that done and maybe it will be that it's one of them i'm sure the reality will be worse than the worry about it it's because we've done so much to our house and because i've done it all from scratch and all ourselves has been learning on the job a lot of it so it's like oh just please go well because if it goes well then i'll have a nice weekend and i need a nice weekend because i'm stressed <laughs> i bet that's a nice face but if it doesn't go well, then I'll be more stressed. But you've got to just think about the fact that, I mean, these are serious fucking first world problems, aren't they? So I'll shut the fuck up. Well, here's the thing, like, um, when, when, because they've only got one radio per, per village in some of the African countries that listen to our show. <laughs> and and when, when they're all crowded around the fire... Um, <laughs> They'll, they'll be making wanker signs at you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when I catch myself complaining about, oh, it's really hard because I can't get the things done in my house that we own. I didn't ever think I'd own a house. I was paying ridiculous rent in a city for years. But in fairness, it did. our house did only cost £3.50, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, that To be honest, we were ag- aghast. When when we looked at the northeast house prices, it kind of solidified us moving back then and there. And you've got a new build. If only we can get Uber and Deliveroo to follow us, then then it, it'll be worth it. <laughs> oh, I tried out that um, tracker. Is it called tracker? No, that app about with the people to come and help you do the things. Oh yeah 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 the trade one. Yeah, pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, that was horrible. No, there's just no electricians on it in my area. Ah, right. I think they have worked, that's why. Yeah, exactly. But that's all right, because uh, my grand has passed us a number of a man called Carl. <laughs> so you can sleep well the night. <laughs> <laughs> He's always working around with light bulbs. He's the guy for you. <laughs> It's a genuine story about my granddad. He always used to carry around like three different colours of electrician's tape because you never know when you need it. <laughs> and then if you ever like injured yourself, stroke granddad injured you because he was, he's, well, still is, very clumsy man. He would just be like, oh, I'd put some electrician's tape on it. <laughs> Did fix everything to be fair. I should get some. <laughs> Once he that... shut the boot on me head, <laughs> but it was class because he bought us a beano, another magazine, and some sweets. <laughs> Here's the bastard kids. Didn't tell your mother. <laughs> he he poured a tray of um, hot drinks all over us once as well. Genuine accident. I wasn't Wait. as back chatty then. All right, so. Well, here, basically, this episode's all about Billy 
post-trial is kind of how I describe this one. And you're getting things like um, the guy who wrote the book, I think Daniel Keyes has told them how Billy wrote to him in Croatian and in Arabic. And you start yeah. to think, fuck, like, I, I I get he can do the voice, but if he's writing in fucking Arabic, then that, there might actually be mm-hmm. something up there. And then you've got his sister saying, but how is he doing this without the cognitive experience of learning Arabic? Mm-hmm. It turned out that was a lot of shite no, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it turned out it was a guy down the hall who was Arabic. He paid just to write him a letter. Which, yeah. Which, because it, it all seems like just trying to inflate the profitability of the book. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that the um, fella, the, like, mental health technician, he says, like, all the staff were really questioned the validity of the of the multiple personalities and they were very much thought like what what sells a book three personalities or 24 well yeah that's it because uh once he gets into athens which is the minimum security uh facility they unearth because it was initially six personalities or three personalities reagan arthur the lesbian that there was 10 look look at that look look at that um i've of all the personalities, it's the lady's name I couldn't remember. That is, I have to check that privilege. Uh, do you know what, though? I can't remember her name either. Oh, no, Alana, isn't it? Alana, there we go. All right, but they literally put it in as, okay, so if Billy is a six-year-old boy who's absolved of all guilt of anything he's ever fucking done, mm. they now need 24 other personalities to account for his other misdemeanor crimes because Reagan, Alana and the other ones, Arthur, doesn't match up to it. So they then get 24 more personalities and they're called the undesirables Yeah, as a, as a blank blanket statement. It's kind of like a full series of Quantum Leap, Billy's life. <laughs> oh my God, I love Quantum Leap. That was brilliant. But I tell you, that's one that's pretty bloody bad when it comes about privilege. I tell you, there's one where he goes back in time and just sorts out everything as far as like, like there's like a one with like a black guy in who does loads of really good things for like equal rights. And then actually, no, it's Sam <laughs> who's gone back in his body. I was like, no, no, don't do that. What do you mean? <laughs> it's just him at the start of an episode going, I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so bad. I haven't watched Quantum Leap for ages. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, a, I was a big fan. It's one of the things that um, I used to think when I used to drink. I used to just wake up and be like, "Where am I?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd rather wake up and be in the Sam situation than the Billy situation, wouldn't it? It was called Sam, wasn't it? He was, or I was going to say, I think you'll find he was called Quantum. <laughs> but no, that's... Uh, either he, or Sam may have been the guy with... Like his aid type person. The cigar in the in the um, the remote control that goes, hmm, you're in 1948 and those jackboots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mr. Leap. Sam Leap. Um, oh, speaking of old programmes, so I've been watching YouTube. On YouTube, I've been watching episodes of 
points of view. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing because it's like literally ones that people have taped. So you get to see, although it's on BBC, but they've got like adverts for like comic relief and stuff like that on. And like in between the programmes, there's an advert with bloody Jimmy Savile on it. Jesus, I don't know how people didn't know. Well, that, that was the point. They fucking all didn't send out. That's a fair point, yeah. Um, What else was it? Oh, I don't know, but I really bloody enjoyed it. I'd recommend I... watching them. But I was annoyed because BBC said that they had some on, but then the modern ones? I don't give a shit about people's opinions now. They're all over the internet. <laughs> I give a shit about the opinions of people who bothered their arse to fucking write a letter or ring yeah. up and leave a message. Oh, yeah. And it, it was the Wogan years that you watched because he had a lovely yeah. voice for it. I had my favourite. I'll never forget this point of view complaint, uh, which is someone took the time to write in and say, uh, I watched the show Arthur the Aardvark, and I just think it's ridiculous because he looks nothing like an Aardvark. He doesn't have the nose of an Aardvark, and it's the most <laughs> unrealistic show I've ever seen. <laughs> and Wogan, <laughs> literally, he must have handpicked this one out of hundreds and went... Well, Mary, to be fair, not many bears talk or go to school either now, do they? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a full three paragraphs of ripping the show, Arthur. <laughs> I honestly didn't know where you were going to go with that there because it started with, didn't he have such a good voice for it? And me best. I th- honestly thought you were going to say wank to that. <laughs> 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 now, Rick, I hope it works out for you. <laughs> You're so soothing. Relaxing. Wogan, there, there's there's a grandparent you can masturbate in the next Oh, shame he's dead, isn't it? Is he died? Why yeah. Don't don't say it like it was a national like nine uh, eleven. <laughs> like what do you mean those what do you mean those towers aren't there anymore? He was a national treasure though, Rick. You should know that. Ah, he was brilliant. <laughs> but you know who I don't like? <laughs> who don't you like? Bloody Ken Bruce. Who's Ken Bruce? Oh, Christ. He's on Radio 2. He sounds like Terry Wogan, but he's not. He's like a poor man's Terry Wogan because he's boring and he's no fun and he doesn't do points of view. He does, have you not ever listened to Popmaster? No, no, I, I've i literally just came round to what, listening to Absolute Radio um, while I cook gusto, because I am officially middle class now. <laughs> what, did you, did you never used to listen to the radio? No. What? Yeah, I used to listen to Nickelback Rockstar on repeat, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you kept that one quiet, because I would have ripped the piss out of you for that. <laughs> yes, you would have. <laughs> <laughs> Right, go on then. What comes after whatever we said last? So there's there's a clear disdain for the book within the people that worked in the hospital. Do you know what I mean? It's literally like referred to as the book. Mm. So you can know everything was manoeuvred around that. And then it also showed that um, Dr. Carl, who isn't a doctor, uh, may have had a conflict of interests because he also worked on the probation board that was uh, able to let Billy go out. 
Aye, uh, Andy was getting paid <laughs> off the book. Oh, yeah, 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 he's getting paid off the book, but they're letting him, I mean, all right, here's this uh, convicted sex offender, might be dangerous, might be pulling the wood. Yeah, you can go to Hollywood, though. I mean, let him, let him sit down with a producer and just talk about his options. That's <laughs> like, cool. What's that? He's brought vodka back for the schizophrenic in the room next door. That's probably fine. You know, he's had a tough week. <laughs> and and because uh, it was such a big deal, everything they were doing, um, and it was so publicised, there was a few politicians set out to make a bill. I yeah, that quite interesting. Milligan's Law, which means uh, if you make money from that shit, we get it. Yeah. But To ensure no one is allowed to profit from their crimes. Which, as there was already a contract in place, they couldn't enforce it to Billy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they kept it for everybody else. I, I don't think it's a problem widespread, do you know what I mean? Well, quite a lot of people who do the bad, bad get shit made out of it, do you know what I mean? If you think about it. Yeah, yeah. But oh. then I, maybe it was while they're while incarcerated, they're not allowed to, but afterwards, fucking free for all. I might look that up, actually. Give me one second. Let's see what, where's Milligan's Law right now. Because when you think about it in black and white, the thought of someone committing a crime and them having victims who may well spend their whole lives never even getting over it, but they're allowed to make thousands of pounds from drawings and paintings and whatever else. Like, it that smacks as pretty shitty. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked. And he shouldn't be... A, he shouldn't be off campus at any point, but we're also... It's kind of a, a liberal evolution of cognitive therapy mixed with... Feel free to jump in and finish that sentence for me at any point, Stinks. Um, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> so, like, the time that it happens. Yes. There's, there's a kind of, like, new wave of thinking towards mental health. Yeah. Which it's kind of... So even for that law, it was co-signed by a liberal Democrat plus a conservative or a staunch yeah. Republican. Like, So there is a thing meeting in the middle, but like this guy literally just fell through every crack. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, obviously, the point it's made as well is the fact that, you know, if you think about it in the way that it's been dealt, he's been deemed that the, the issue was not that he set out to do those things it was because of a mental health condition which needed to be treated and therefore if it was treated and he was all right then effectively he should be allowed to do whatever yeah so that's the other way it's saying he's not he was not like i can't think of the right word he wasn't cognitive no complicit No, did you see how he yawned, rubbed his eyes and asked, what am I doing here? Clearly he's innocent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, hey, you, what am I doing in a court? <laughs> hey, this is weird. Who's this? And then, like, it was interesting, I thought, what they were saying in that Athens place. Like, all the staff are saying, like, I did never see him as anybody except for Billy. That That's the little, like, if you condense this down into three parts, mm-hmm. maybe, or, or one feature length... That's the shit I want to be hearing when someone just in the middle of this episode goes, just so you know, I never heard him do a, a single different voice when he was talking to me going from place to place. It was only when he was with the guy writing the book or the person who hypnotizes him. Yeah. And and the one guy, that I think it's called George, who who's in this episode quite a lot, who was the mental health technician, he actually says, 
he was actually the one behind the camera when when he was filming Dr. Cole and Billy. He was the one filming it for the other doctor to have a look at down the road. Yeah. So he did have real insight into like everything that was being said and what he was like in those sessions and what. And, yeah. and from from seeing people getting ready to do takes and things like that, I just imagine before he goes in that room, he's like, give me a moment. <sighs> Dr. Carl, how are you doing? <laughs> just just putting on whatever, whatever fucking voice. Dr. Carl, I am very angry today. It's what I, it's what I've got. This is this is what I'm bringing to the table today. I've got. <laughs> but this is this shows just how kind of loose security was on Billy, right? So they move him in the middle of the night. There's there's a fucking change. Like someone gets in gets control and they move him straight to a real prison, like a, a maximum security psychiatric ward. And the only way that his family knew this happened is his sister went, well, he wasn't at my wedding, so I knew something happened. Yeah. I feel like Kathy and Jim get a right shit out all the time, don't they? I mean, would you be that disappointed if Billy didn't rock up? But she loved him. And it was her brother and she thought, and and she would have been worried all day about where he'd gone. That's true. That's she true. Been thinking, where's yeah? What's happened to him? Because he's been, you know, she was would have been concerned for him. But those name cards are expensive, and to buy twenty five of them, <laughs> you just have a table. <laughs> well, look, he sat in the Reagan seat, so must have been innocent. <laughs> Terrible. Just see you shaking your head at us from behind your microphone. <laughs> like after after one episode's been aired, you've already got a public persona you're protecting. <laughs> I live in constant fear that I'll start working for a mental health charity again. <laughs> but yes, when he goes, when he gets moved to the big scary prison, um, he's immediately taken off his medication, which seems to have been working for him. And he's given other medication, which is for schizophrenia. I think for, for Billy, yes, this is Arthur speaking again. For Billy, the, the best form of treatment was um, when he's allowed to go home and uh, have sex with other patients. When, 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 f- when that was removed, you would find you become far more fractured and, <laughs> and more undesirables were on the spot. For me, it was fucking fascinating when he said he went on hunger strike. That's fucking difficult. Like, you're trying to make a point, and then Reagan comes and has a burger. Like, <laughs> Well, that's what, the, I can't remember who was on about that, but they're saying, like, how manipulative he was. Like, if it was people who cared about his, or thought that the multiple personalities were real, that's who he would bring out to get what he wanted. And when he, that wasn't working, because in that hospital they didn't think that that was the case, then he would do hunger strikes. Yeah, so they start saying things like, um, oh, this doctor actually worked during the war and learned Croatian yeah. Slovak. And every time he tried to talk to Billy in Croatian, he would just switch to be an author again. But yeah, it's it's one of those ones like you want to see the lie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the footage I want to see. I want him to say hello to him in Croatian. And he goes, I'm a little boy now. And he runs and faces ah. the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel by this point we're just saying that it's a load of shit, aren't we? Well, it's grown. 
we're, we're kind of just talking through it, and then we'll feign some enthusiasm for doing the next one. That's kind of my goal for it. Have I not been a very positive presence today, Richard? I think I'm just really upset about the skirting boards. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the annoying thing. We'll talk shit for three minutes and then you'll say something really funny and then I've got a dilemma of like, wait, do I cut out four minutes or do do I keep in? <laughs> just keep it all in. That's what <laughs> I'm just now thinking about a, a cookery programme that me and my friend like jokes about having once that was going to be called Fuck It In, It'll Be Mint. Because that was how I taught him to cook. Just, he'd be like, should I put this in? I fucking in, it'd be mint. And I didn't realise how much I said it. But then that was going to be the basis of our of our uh, cookery show. I would still be a nice cookery show, but he lives in Central America now, so... I, um, I lost an uh, opportunity to work for Endemol because I was so angry at exactly that idea. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So what they do is they'll bring you into this um, think tank and it's, it's just coming up with ideas for stuff and, and, and it was something that I was doing really well at. They liked all my ideas and I went, right, we're going to put you into groups now. We're going to bring everyone that passed the first two rounds of the interviews and um, we're going to see how you work with each other and things like that. And, oh, mate, it, it's it's fatigue, it's stamina. Like, the mask slips eventually for me. Yeah. So I had this guy and... I'm the only one not in a suit, so I'm feeling self-conscious. He's pouring my water for us because he knows that they're watching and stuff like that. And he goes, I've got uh. this idea, right? So people love Bake Off, all right? They love Bake Off. So uh, oven food, and you rate it on an app at the end. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not suggesting that to a TV producer. That's that's fucking terrible. It <laughs> 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 ones that you just stood next to some fish fingers, and people rate the fish fingers they can't then eat. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that out loud. We're going to think of something else. And then in the feedback was just like, we find uh, when you didn't like an idea, your attitude became reticent. Was the, uh, <laughs> was the... <laughs> My cookery show is loads better than that. It is, yeah. Yeah, I'm not even going to tell you about it in case you dismiss it. In case I become I, reticent. I am I'm not in the mood for reticency today, son. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Reticent Rick, we'll call him. <laughs> Reticent Rick, there we go. That's, <laughs> that's the shittest superhero ever. Rick, there's, there's an emergency. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> the bank's been robbed. Well, I've made plans. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an emergency? If there's hostages. <laughs> so the book comes out, which is called Something Along the Minds of Billy Milligan. And the sister says, I was uncomfortable with the book because I knew large parts of it were fictionalised. And she's saying, like, I don't think it was right for the author to put it forward as it being, like, fact when quite clearly Billy is an unreliable source and a manipulative personality, which is fair. And then they're saying they give him truth serum, which I would have loved to have saw that. Anyway, nope, he, he, he still spoke in English with the truth serum, which I've not heard a whole heap about truth serum since that time. I don't know what they were giving him. Well, it's... And then loads of the... Um, like doctors and stuff are saying like this truth serum stuff similar to like hypnosis and that kind of thing just makes you really susceptible to like things that people are saying and telling you so if he's being given truth serum and also he's being shown videos of himself and being told he's got you know what I mean so 
<laughs> Difficult. <laughs> when we get a format thing, so it's uh, we're gonna do it earlier in the day. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> just, I've just seen energy fan. That's all I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm tired. I've done a lot of jobs today. Oh, by no means is that a criticism. I'm oh, I'll take it as one. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> but um, I said to Stuart when I came up to start this podcast, I was like, well, I'm Rick's problem now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's really enjoyed us doing this because it's a bit like rest by care for him. <laughs> 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 you know, I've got to be really like level at work all the time, and I've got to like solve people's problems and do whatever, and then it's just all the erraticness comes out. <laughs> oh, I imagine it's like the minute you go from the workspace area into like the coffee making area is like a change, like the Incredible Hulk, like between your personalities, it's got. <laughs> so then you start to have these talking heads say things like there are so many uptakes in multiple personality diagnosis since Billy Milligan and you have these two French guys on who for me I didn't like having to read but they were very succinct in what they said they were saying like you can trace back almost every multiple personality diagnosis back to the last one back to the first one and how they've each grown or evolved from this last one. It never stays the same. It always becomes slightly more overblown, the ones that make become famous cases. I believed every word they said. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were like, oh, they were so, like, they were a bit livid. They were talking quick, but they were like, this is fucking right. Fucking shut up. And I was like, yes, Frenchman. Yeah, they, they did seem to be the voice of reason. They did. As I say, I believed every word, so I'm on their side now. But there is also a thing of, if you read something, you're more likely to believe it than if you hear it. Oh. There's something like in your brain where like um, we're kind of preconditioned to knowledge comes from books and from words, whereas you've also got all the life experience of people talking shit. Obviously, that's where the big problem with the internet comes in. <laughs> and newspapers. Tale as old as time. <laughs> So it's also so uh, that prison closes down. Thankfully for Billy, he's very over the moon that that place closed down in Athens because he's. All, I think in no Athens is the good one. Lima is yeah. the maximum security. I think in Lima, he's then sent back to the doctor who didn't believe that he was ill and didn't believe in dissociative disorder. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. he's doing everything to get out. That's where the hunger strikes and everything comes from. Yeah. But then, thankfully, that's closed down. And then you d- that's when you discover that all the letters were written by other inmates, not him. Uh, so when he goes back to Athens, it tells you how he's sexually involved with both patients and staff, which the patients you can understand, but those staff have to really think about what they're doing in their working day. <laughs> I mean, they do, but it just goes to show this sort of element of persuasiveness that's been talked about all the way through, doesn't it? Because you, you all will be trained about, like, you know, I'm pretty sure that's got to be top ten rules. Don't shag the patients. <laughs> <So> just... 
You just got a picture of like uh, Silence of the Lambs. There's this, like one guy flinging his cum against the wall, and then you just see Billy with his fingers on his lips as Arthur going, "Well, hello, my dear. How are you doing?" <laughs> like the like that meme of um, Nicolas Cage <laughs> when he gets off the plane in Conair with the with the air like going through his locks. That's what I'm imagining Billy as comparatively. But yeah, I think people, are, you know, it does go ashore that, doesn't it? These very persuasive. And then it shows you the letters he gets from women while he's on the inside of saying how they don't care about his past crimes. There's always loads of that. It's, it's fucking insane. It seems like there's a lot of it, isn't it? I mean, you've just said that, but I'm agreeing. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. <laughs> It's hard to make a counterpoint, really, isn't it? <laughs> I agree with you. Have you ever known people write to inmates in your in your lifetime? I mean, no, not people I know. Do you like? No, no. I was just 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 poking to see if there's anything anecdotal there. No, so like, <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> fine. Zero crack on that. Well, actually, I have, but I can't tell you. I'll cut it out. So then, not only is he getting letters from women, mm-hmm. then we find out. He's found love. Nice for him. I struggled for a really long time and I hadn't even been to prison. <laughs> you didn't even have a USB. <laughs> what a unique selling point. Yeah. Okay. I think I had plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Tinks? <laughs> Help <yourself>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he gets, he finds love with his um, comrade, I can't say comrade, he's a, a fellow patient's sister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they're getting married, and then bloody Daniel Keyes or whatever his tits is, he, the one who wrote the book, he's like, oh, rocking up. And like he's outside, and the like reporters like interviewed and said, Do you think this is anything to do with the publicity stunt? Like, is that why he's here? He's like, No, no, I think they found love, I think it's beautiful. Like, ah! All right, now. It's when he looks at the camera and goes, I believe in love, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> I believe in love, don't you? <laughs> I don't think he had that voice, but he does in my head. <laughs> he, he does just come across as slime that has caused a great problem because he saw a financial opportunity. Ah, yeah, and that, oh, bloody hell. I'm annoyed again now. <laughs> he was a twat. He was as bad as Dr. Wilbur. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all like because all the so-called specialists just kind of hone in on it and just saw they can be at the front of a field. Do you know what I mean? They can be, they can dictate this shit and make a, a hell of a lot of money from it. And again, I know I keep harping on about it. Still, nothing about the victims, nothing about any money he's making going to their families or them or anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, and I don't know if that did happen, but I feel like maybe it should have. I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. It's just, and it for me, I was annoyed they didn't have footage of the actual ceremony of him having to do 24 I do's. <laughs> Billy, do you take and Reagan? <laughs> Alana? Well, Alana, all she wanted was somebody to love and hold, so mm, and that's in yeah. the that's in the vows, isn't it? It's in the vows, so and, but so technically, it. Billy's six if if my maths is correct. So, which one is she marrying? Or does it not count if it's not for the fucking book? <laughs> and I know the guy whose sister he marries is going, look, this is why I didn't want you to come visit. All right, I knew this would happen. <laughs> Wherever I take you, it's always one of my mates. You can't just 
Come and be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's tickled us. <laughs> and then it doesn't go well, does it? It doesn't go well for long, no. Um, thankfully, it doesn't go bad in the way that everyone immediately presumes it would go bad. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, so the wedding, the marriage, which they don't say a whole heap on the marriage. Do you know what I mean? They did the skirt over this point, which um, basically the lady who did you catch a name? Nah. All right, so you're not an ally to feminists. So the lady he marries leaves after 51 days and sent him a nice letter to say she can't do this. And, and then, then took t- his money from the book. <laughs> and took the book money, yeah, which I can't imagine that improved his uh, <laughs> relationship with women in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hopefully she gave some of and then in 80, then it's starting to fly through time a little bit. Um, you see Back to the Future come out. You know who I haven't met? Jim Murray, a.k.a. Mr. Burns. Who's Jim Murray? He was the guy sat in the pub. Not spooky. He sat in a pub. He looks like Mr. Burns. And he was like, one who was like, does a show, he's like a director, no, he's a producer, and he's doing like a little series, like a little drama series. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's coming up, yes. Oh, right, you're, you're, so you're yeah. bang right. The, the gun. You're like literally three seconds ahead of time there, but no, you're completely <laughs> right. Because what one thing I did notice, right, so it shows you 1983, it's been five years now, and it's not relevant to the amount of time he should be serving, but they have took all of his good hair years now. You know that I hadn't I hadn't come to that myself, but obviously that's not something I immediately pick up on. Where it might be more. Well, when I saw his you. straightened hair that didn't look right, I thought, you know what, that kid could just be going to Newcastle College this week. And then <laughs> did I see him with his nasty little moustache and balding head? <laughs> and you think that's him six months into Newcastle College? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he didn't have someone tell him to not wear a hat indoors for a couple of years, did he not? <laughs> <laughs> so then it just, just tells you that, oh, by the way, Billy rented a farm. Mm-hmm. Which I think seemed to be that he was still under the care of the hospital, but he had a farm that he lived on. Yeah, because he's selling patents for thousands at this point. Yeah. And he said that, I mean, at least the prophets are going to abuse children for some of the He prophets. did set up a charity for battered children. That's one thing he did. But concerned me, I thought, I hope he hasn't got bloody access. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I, I wasn't quite as bleak as that. I thought that might just be a tax loop. Um... Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it was a perfect opportunity. He's dating a uni student who's on the tennis team, so everyone's angry about that. And then he is invited onto a fucking soap opera. Yeah. By Mr. Burns. Yeah, the guy who looks like Mr. He does look like Mr. Burns quite a bit. Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. But he looks tiny, doesn't he? That helps with the Mr. Burns thing because there's all the high stools from the bar and then there's him <laughs> yeah. sat, sat on like a fucking a child's potty, basically, in terms of the height he's sat on. He's very angular, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, he talks about how he got him onto the soap opera and they became fast friends. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. never was never worried about being around him. 
until Billy invited him to go for a hike to his favorite childhood spots, and then he realized, oh my god, this guy's just took me out into the middle of nowhere where there's no one. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, we continue to be firm friends, but I never went hiking again. At which point, Stuart said, cool story, bro. He's annoyed about that. <laughs> I think he was probably letting out the frustration at the shite stories to the man and not because <laughs> he has to listen to mine all the time. <laughs> at least, at least his had a story arc. <laughs> mine really too. I mean, I'm probably still on with one story that I started when we first met. I'll still be trying to finish the end of that one. I've gone off again. Sorry, as you were. It's it's absolutely fine. Is is Tink's on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> who knows who anyone? Six episodes. Anyone. I'll fall back on that joke as many times as I fucking need to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, okay. So this was interesting. So there's a sheriff that hates him. Sheriff mm-hmm. Bob Allen, and Bob Allen tells anyone that'll listen he's going to put them back behind bars. Yeah. And then it turns out that Billy had rented the farm next to his. <laughs> yeah, their property's literally back out onto each other. Yeah, and then I get, this is, I mean, they, they do say this within it, but I think it's a fair point. So they start saying things like, uh, Billy, uh, his dogs are shot at by Sheriff Bob's children. And then you're like, well, did they? Because... That just could be what some people are saying. Um, other inmates are claiming that Sheriff Bob offered to have him killed. These are probably the same inmates that are writing in Croatian to book writers. Mm-hmm. I was worried about the dog, though. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. He looked a nice dog. I mean, I think they're all nice. But uh, I worried about the dog. And I thought, if he's in and out of the mental institution, who's looking after the dog? I wonder how the dog is now. It's a very good point. <laughs> and then they talk about the barn incident, which this one's interesting. Which um, so Billy apparently goes on a joyride and shoots a gun into his friend from the hospital supervisor. So one of the people who works at the hospital, he's hanging out with in his free time, uh-huh. and then they go on a joyride and shoot a gun into this guy's house. That's not good, is it, Rick? Yeah, and you see Billy Milligan saying, I wasn't even there. And he's like, well, Billy, come on. That doesn't mean you weren't there. Like, yeah. It's it's a boy that cried wolf now, isn't it? So mm-hmm. like, even if he wasn't there, you can't ever be like, well, Billy. And then there's an interesting thing of... Um, so in 1985, he's, um, he's in court for perjury, vandalism, and intimidation of a witness. I think that's the gun thing. Mm-hmm. Billy represents himself... Which again could have been far better footage when that's the minute that's offered up. You're like, all right, this could be fucking excellent. Yeah. Come on, come on, Arthur. Let's see if that law degree's real. <laughs> and uh, Sheriff Bob Allen comes forward, and he's wore a wire, and he's actually got Billy on the wire saying, "I'll kill you and your family." And yeah. then all charges are dropped because yeah. it is a, it's illegal to record someone without consent. It's a concern that the fucking sheriff didn't know that, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking idiot. But it picks up. So, yeah, so basically he's going to be... The person running the treatment now is now back to being the so-called evil doctor that doesn't believe in Billy's condition, and they're going to start doing shock therapy. Mm -hmm. 
So Billy runs away. And then it, this episode ends with, well, when his medication runs out, anything could happen. But that, for that to be a cliffhanger, you have to believe that Billy actually has a fractured personality and isn't just doing the hoodwink. Mm-hmm. Which, where I'm standing on that now, I, I, I'm i still leaning towards hoodwink, especially with getting other people to write. It's the manipulation of getting people to write things in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, whether it's a hoodwink or whether it's real, it doesn't bode well, does it? To be honest, I'm just hoping something else happens because the, the treatment in now, I'm done with that now. I want to see what he gets up to. And I know you've told me he ends up in Vegas. So I'm like, all oh, right, yeah. let's hear about fucking Vegas, Billy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd like to do one where we're both watching it together for the first time. Yep, I've got a few lined up. Oh, good. Oh, it's just funny. This is a, It took six months to get Matt to watch the entirety of the Jinx. Uh, really? It broke, yeah, it broke him. <laughs> the, the, the Patreon's killing him. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he just can't be locked into one thing for so long. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like it. The only thing I struggle with is not watching them all at once. Because yeah. I do think that this is a really good series, but I, I think I watched them all at once when I had time. The time I was to do it, yeah. And so then you're like, oh, do you feel like it happens really quickly? But then when you watch them separately, you are a bit like, oh, how am I? When there's one episode when it's kind of regurgitating and then leaving. Because if you had more with the wife. Yeah. If you had more on that and how I, that she was left. very and, over, brushed over, really, wasn't it? There's, there's interesting parts brushed over. But again, it's just people going, but was he, you know? And it's like, I know what you fucking wish. All right, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens to Billy on the run. This is where I feel like it could be heading in a more action-packed direction. I think he's going to do some mad shit. I think he's going to try and fall back onto the other personalities when he needs it. And I'm looking forward to seeing him get comeuppance, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I see you giving nothing away of spoilers. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, well, I think that I'm looking forward to those things as well. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what happens. I haven't. I have a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So um, if you're listening to this episode, uh, first off, thank you very much. And um, there is a chance that the next episode will be edited to it. It just sees how much we've had to cut out. So if you listen to this all in one episode, oof, you've really stuck with us on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think people understand when they hear about the skirting boards. I, I am as invested in the skirting boards as, as Billy Milligan getting justice now. And, and don't even get me started on beer 22. 52, Jesus! <laughs> you never know what it's going to be that makes us go mental. <laughs> all right so thank you very much for listening uh, if this is main feed uh well done if this is patreon feed god bless you all okay bye all right see you next time shall i press stop now <laughs> Oh, 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 oh.